What do you do if you need to solve a problem you're not familiar with? You learn new skills or you ask for help. It's the same for companies testing a new proposition. So you have to decide what are the things you do internally and what are the things you ask others for support. Let's hear how VD, a German outdoor equipment manufacturer, split the work for running its renting proposition. My name is Patrick Hübscher and this is Circularity FM, the podcast about understanding, building and managing circular business models. Our guest today stands on two feet. He has a deep background in innovation within the outdoor equipment industry. He worked for Scott on an innovative helmet concept an avalanche backpack and a 3D printer for series production. Next, he wants to make the equipment more sustainable, for example, by reducing microplastics within the textiles of VD. As a university lecturer about new ways of doing business, he brings innovation and sustainability together. This is also his role at VD, where he is the responsible manager for the renting business. Welcome, Robert. Hi, Patrick. Yeah, thank you very much for the invitation. Robert, what, what was the last thing you rented out? Oh, <laughs> that's a deep question in the beginning. Um, I think it was from our internal renting pool, a tent and a ISO mattress for friends for going camping with their family. Yeah. Okay, great. So how long yeah. did, did they go? One or two weeks or longer? No, no, no. It's just a weekend trip. They said, okay, you work at VD. We would like to have an adventure for our uh, son. So um, maybe you can pre uh, prepare everything and then uh, we go for a weekend um, trip. Yeah. Talking about renting, for you personally, is this the uh, a new way of doing business? Um, I'm pretty sure that it is. Um, But uh, it's like a slow, uh, slow, <laughs> slow beginning. Um, but in long term, I think um, it makes um, completely sense and totally for products you don't use that often or are more expensive. And um, yeah, especially the tent, the family tent, um, it's a good example. And um, yeah, I think also um, people are more open for it, um, not just uh, renting cars, um, also renting other products and um, yeah but um, I think it's a long-term change because um, yeah it's um, people would like to do it but um, really to do it is uh, um, not, not that easy all, all the time uh, yeah definitely I fully agree because if you do one step back and uh, consider what people are used to rent yeah people rent out flats they rent out uh, um, books from the library rent out cars for decades so normally the concept itself is, is not new but for some products um, yeah we are familiar that we own them huh? um, so uh, i think last year for they started to rent out outdoor equipment as you just said uh, uh, what were the reasons for you to do that Yeah. yeah, you're right. So we uh, started last year, but it was more a restart. Um, so we um, scaled it up um, to a more professional website. Um, we started originally in 2017 with I Rented uh, oh, by wow. 4D. 
Um, and the reason was there already, uh, okay, to to give the possibility to our customers to rent products they don't uh, use that often. But uh, yeah, at uh, this time there were no not so many service provider or like uh, possibilities to have a professional website or like a service provider doing the logistic process. So then we did it by our own in uh, in our headquarter here with a really manually process and um, yeah, it was really hard work because like uh, it was uh, the income via mail, like the request from the customers and then you had to uh, give feedback, is it available or not? And maybe 14 days before you would like to rent, uh, you, you have to ask for it. Um, and then you are not even sure if it fits. Um, yeah, and really a lot of work for us, which was also not that profitable at this time. So, um, yeah, but we started in 2017 and that's, uh, that was a good starting point. And now we had a bit uh, experience. We could uh, build on our like restart last year uh, with how they rent. And uh, yeah, so now it's uh, on the next level, I would say. Yeah. Okay, cool. So just to be sure that I got it right, so you you had uh, the renting business already running and back then you did it completely by yourself and this was uh, let's say a bit too overwhelming uh, and uh, inefficient and therefore uh, you decided to restart yeah this uh the one one of the reasons and the other or like on the other hand uh we also uh, would like to have a more professional front end and the website and like a back end behind like also the software and now, uh, yeah, we have a service provider for front and back end also, and also for the logistic process, uh, because we saw, okay, we cannot handle it in-house uh, in mm -hmm. our, um, um, yeah, in, in our headquarter, because uh, we don't have the capacities uh, to, to do it. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. Uh, talking about the external service provider, how did you decide whether to outsource a process or to leave it internally? Um, yeah, so I think um, like our, my, I start, started two years ago in this role uh, in business development and this was the first task for me to decide, okay, we have like a rental, we would like to have second hand, we have upcycling and uh, repair and um, to decide, okay, what can we do internally and what with external service providers and we saw Okay, rental and uh, secondhand is like um, a really complex uh, new process. Uh, we don't have that much experience with, um, at least, uh, except of this uh, I rented experience. And then we decided, okay, these both uh, business models we would like to have with uh, external service providers and upcycling. Um, yeah, we can we can handle by ourselves uh, in uh, in our manufacturing uh, in in Obereisenbach in our headquarter um, because like we take uh, like the the rest of the material raised from from manufacturing um, so this uh, makes sense to to handle internally. Yeah. So you basically checked what kind of capabilities you already had and uh, what are missing and you. For the missing ones, you went external. Yeah, and also like the dimension. I like okay, we saw okay, like rental and uh, secondhand could be like the bigger, um, or like a, a higher volume, especially secondhand yeah. uh, business. Um, 
and uh, rental from the complexity of the process uh, was like too difficult to do internally and these both reasons for these both uh, business models um yeah yeah that's why we do it uh, externally okay and to be specific about the processes what kind of process steps did you outsource um for like at the moment we have uh, from these both business models just like rental and uh, there we started last year um with lise um this is like a french uh, startup uh, doing like the front and the back end um so the web the website um they create with our uh, support and also the back end like the logistic management okay what kind of um, products we have in the pool and um, how they come to the customer like really the physical process logistic process behind and this year we changed um, also like from a warehouse in france they uh, supported mm -hmm. us with uh, to a, a warehouse in in germany because of the yeah easier <laughs> shipping and logistic process and um, also like uh, from an ecological perspective it makes it uh, yeah. much more sense um yes yeah that sounds like that quite a big share of your processes is um, um yeah supported by lise uh, maybe let's turn it around what are the things you still do internally for yeah. renting Yeah. yeah, so the it, it sounds like um, also like for our uh, top management, okay, then we, we have everything externally, but um, so what we have to do internally, but um, yeah, to like with the financial department, uh, the sales department, so we have to um, integrate all the processes um, in our, um, in our like, yeah, in our different departments. Um, And this is not that easy because we are originally like a B2B uh, company yeah. and this is like a B2C process. And then it's like really difficult from the invoice uh, handling, um, of course, uh, like, uh, we, yeah, it, it's like a bit um, separated, but um, yeah. yeah, it's not that easy to integrate. So this process has to build up and then you need someone who takes responsibility and check all the um invoices the uh, customer service um if something went wrong um you have to take care of and um also the marketing like the communication around um to really um yeah scale it up and make it more um visible okay just to um trying to be more uh, specific here so when i rent something out uh, via uh, vd rent um, I get an invoice on behalf of VD and not on behalf of your service provider, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I can feel your pain. Yeah. It's, yeah. Just, <laughs> it's a bit the same uh, uh, for us at Blue Movement. Uh, so we have a separate system, and then every or, yeah for every invoice, it needs to match the corporate system so that the corporate system knows uh, where does the revenue come from. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. um, and marketing slash sales wise so sales i guess is also including what kind of products or categories uh, you select this is uh, i guess done completely by by your team or by yourself or yeah in the beginning yeah <laughs> good question <laughs> yeah um so these are the tasks uh, i think they have to go like from 
um, from me to like uh, to the sales department in the future. Um, yeah, because you have to analyze the data um, we got from our experiences in the back end um, and to see, okay, what kind of products are really um, efficient for renting and profitable and where we have to change something um, regarding the price, regarding the categories, um, yeah, to, to bring it uh, one step further. And um, this is, uh, these are the tasks um, has to done in, in the sales department in the future. Yes. Okay. Up until now, it sounds like you are the only one who is full-time dedicated to that from for the. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, yeah, full-time <laughs> dedicated, yes. Um, yeah. But of course, uh, like um, we have uh, like a team from different departments who's working on it, from marketing, okay. sales, um, quality management, um, and customer service. Um, But of course, uh, they don't have like um, that much time and um, are not working just on this topic. So it's more like a yeah, additional work. But um, in the future, it will be not just me. Um, also, um, more people in the especially sales department. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, but I find it pretty interesting because uh, if you start something, there's always the question, do I create a dedicated team, um, of course, with support from other colleagues, or do I yeah, just have one person and try to access resources from all relevant departments? Yeah, I guess mm -hmm. it also depends a bit on the maturity level on the stage you're in. Um, did you make the conscious decision back then to, to say that's just started as, uh, with the external support and minimal internal resources? or? Was it obvious, the obvious choice for you, or did you consider, um, um, uh, let's say, have a dedicated marketing person and not so much involving the marketing uh, department, for example? Um, you mean like if, if we dedicated, like um, thought about having like a team? Um, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, of course. Um, like in my, um, or from my perspective in the beginning, it makes completely sense if we have like an interdisciplinary team. This is also my background, like from studies and how we learn it in the, the theoretical way. But uh, yeah, then it was like also um, my position was quite um, like new then or like um, for like for a longer time, there was no one working on this. And then it was like, okay, We have one position and then it was difficult to really have like more positions in this field and then it was the only way only way to take um really interdisciplinary team like with a few resources in each team and not really like um yeah a bigger team uh, let just just working on circular business models yeah it yeah. was not okay. uh, possible in the beginning but always like the outlook um, to say okay um, in in the near future okay if it's like uh, scaled up then we can um, think in this direction yeah 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 okay and let's stay one more moment on the internal side a bottleneck is usually also always the internal it um, um, so in most companies uh, the backlog for the it colleagues is really long and then if some uh, some guy from the new business department comes with a crazy idea that just needs a, a little bit of integration um, uh, you easily wait i don't know six to nine months uh, or so to get that started how how was it for you did you how, how did you get your internal IT on board for the steps they needed to do. Mm -hmm. um, 
Yeah, so I know your the problem you explained, um, but in this case, um, it was a bit easier because, like with the external service provider, we don't have that much, um, yeah, um, internal or like difficult internal IT processes um, to do. And this was uh, the task from our external service provider, okay. and this was also the um, motivation from our management to say, okay, let's uh, have it like a a showcase or like let's try yeah. it uh, for for a short time and uh, don't uh, yeah start with difficult and long term IT processes and start as soon as possible and then see okay how is it running and then we can implement it uh, in a more complex way and this is also yeah. the motivation from the external um, service provider um, they did also with other customers they said okay and so you can really start really fast and the next step is the uh, um, um, yeah, the integration in the IT systems. Yeah. yeah. Okay. This sounds pretty smart. Um, <laughs> talking about the external service provider, it, you only have one or do you have multiple? Um, in the beginning, we had uh, one for, for rental. Um, like, and like it was a IT service department, Lise, as I said, also possible yeah. to see on our website. And um, they also supported us with the logistic process uh, behind. So we just have the contract with one um, service provider. But now we saw, okay, uh, we need um, a logistic uh, warehouse and process in Germany. And that's why we had to search for our own to, um, to bring this forward. And now we have like two, one for the IT um, part and one for the um, logistic and warehouse um, and refurbishment part and um yeah this is um i think really good because now we have like um good um knowledge experience on both sides like it's more divided in the really in the know-how they have uh, the different uh, service providers uh, but uh, yeah it's also difficult to um coordinate it and also if it's like in different countries and um, different language and different backgrounds um yeah it needs more time to to start this but um i think it's the right way because um yeah they have the best um, knowledge and experience in in their field yeah, yeah sure can imagine mm. You mentioned that there is already quite some support from different uh, departments. Uh, let's take, for example, the sales departments. And you gave the hint that uh, in the next step, uh, it's also about handing over responsibility. Uh, how does that work, uh, given that the renting business is, is kind of a different nature than the B2B retail uh, business, different KPIs? Um, um, yeah. Uh, also different customers, uh, different logic. So um, uh, where are you in the process of handing it over and what are the challenges? Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, difficult, difficult question. But uh, yeah, this is uh, the, the biggest topic uh, we, we work on at the moment. And um, yeah, now the processes uh, uh like working uh in, in, in most uh most most of the time <laughs> or like in, in a good way and now it's like really um the challenge to to bring it in line and um the question okay in which departments and how you divide it is it one person supporting like the whole business model or is it like different tasks in different departments um 
yeah and um now um yeah we have um the different like written down all the different tasks and uh, now in the different um discussions um um yeah we we see okay where it fits the best and where we have like free capacities in in the teams um to to take over these tasks and um yeah so we are in the middle of the process and uh, try to have a good solution for the end of the year um this is like uh, for the human resources and yeah for the uh, KPIs you mentioned already and also the change to the B2C um business um this uh, yeah this is the next challenge so now we started like a master thesis um to really um have a better overview okay what KPIs we need um mm -hmm how we how we measure it because at the moment we have just like the financial um yeah kpi or like the um yeah and um i think like a circular business model has such other advantages and mm -hmm. um it's so much work to bring it um yeah bring it um like on the also, yeah, to do it And um, that's why, yeah, we have to work on how we can measure uh, other KPIs um, like in a social, ecological or economical level. Yeah. yeah. You mentioned initially when you started replying that it's a complicated and challenging question. And now your answer sounded so smooth and easy. Uh, um, so can you tell us a bit more where, where the challenge is in that process? Yeah. Yeah, I think the challenge is really to um, to like with like inside the uh, the company um, to to tell or like uh, to bring this complexity to the top management and really to, to bring the understand that all stakeholders in in the company um, understand how much uh, resources are necessary to have like a really good. Or to build up a really good process for circular business models, which you can use um, for scaling up, that you have a um, yeah, that it really works uh, to make money with it in the future, that um, you really um, use the pot potential to use less uh, resources in these uh, business models. So we all you have to measure it uh, on so many different ways, and uh, this needs time to build up these processes in the beginning and not like maybe in a few years and um yeah i think um, these are so many challenges at the same time and this is so different from this from the linear business model um yeah. and the b2b business model and um yeah and then the complexity do you have a, a several or like a new department or mm -hmm. do you bring it uh, in the uh, extended or like uh, in, the, in the different departments you have already yeah. and um, yeah and there are no um, blueprints or maybe I don't know them but um, I was also like on the on the academic conference uh, a few mm -hmm. weeks ago in, in Maastricht and also wanted, wanted to uh, Okay, maybe there there are a few um, few new new ideas, but I think uh, yeah, no one has like the the right uh, direction at the moment. It's a really experiment experimental field, and that's why it's difficult. Yes. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, I 
yeah, I can also relate. So um, what what I did in the past is, uh, especially on management and top management level, is really to make sure, and I insisted on that, to have uh, an intro session to the business model and the metrics and how it works, because many things are counterintuitive if you compare it with uh, uh, with the normal retail sales um, or the linear economy. Um, and uh, I remember be before we did our scaling decision already more than three and a half years ago, uh, I had a spontaneous one and a half hour session with our CFO explaining him the logic. Yeah? Um, uh, and and it's not just two PowerPoint slides. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, you know that. Yeah. Um, but once once the people understand it, they they know what you're talking about. But getting there, uh, like my learning is is uh, a bit taking every person one by one and uh, explaining the differences, uh, which is um, um, takes some time. Uh, yeah. um, and you mentioned your learning. Uh, what helps you the most, like uh, except of this uh, one and a half hour explanation? Um, does it need like a long-term vision um, where you would like to go or what is like uh, the yeah, the best um, argument or like um, way to to yeah, to bring this message um, to the management? Yeah, the first thing is that uh, we always have been able and are able to tie what we're doing to the strategic goals of the company. So that's, uh, I think, uh, a good a good starting point. Uh, um, and in a second step, um, it's also about um, showing that there are uh, commercial opportunities uh, in terms of market, market share. So I think the whole the, the big opportunity for the renting uh, business in general or product as a service is that you um uh, can win new customers and build a relation and um, stay with these customers more or less forever uh, if you provide a good service yeah so if if i'm happy with VD rent i will never buy uh, a north face tent again yeah um and um so this is something where uh, most of the people uh, listen carefully yeah so um, and of course, you have to do your homework and show the business case and um, have uh, proof points and so on. But um, the combination of strategic relevance and um, yeah, the, the customer and market side, um, I think that's that's always key. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Thanks for the question. First, first question in in the podcast so far to me. I, I like it, Robert. Yes. <laughs> um, Thank you. you mentioned you started to look um, at metrics beyond the financials. Uh, maybe just to slice the elephant here, what are the uh, financial metrics you look at? You don't need to tell me the numbers, yeah, but what, what are the the key metrics you're looking at right now? For rent, you mean? Yeah. I mean, of course, the number of rentals and the average basket um, is like the um, key numbers um, yeah, we calculate with. And um, yeah, the average basket is higher than we <laughs> expected. That's really good. good. And uh, the number of rentals is, um, I mean, okay. Um, but it's not, uh, it was not our goal um, to have like a really profit 
profitable um, business case uh, this year. This is clear um, because it's, this is the first year we have this like new um, website and the new service uh, with Audi Rent. So uh, this is really like to learn and to see, okay, what kind of products uh, run good uh, to stabilize the process. And um, yeah, but of course, um, also the like these both uh, numbers are the most important um, and most uh, questions like from the sales or the management. Okay, how many um, rentals we have or what is the average basket? Um, and um, behind, of course, all the numbers. Okay, um, what are the average rental days? Um, what which products and um, which combination of products and um, yeah these are then the, the next questions and um, yeah at the moment um, this is um, not that far away from uh, the from our expectations so this is quite good and um, it's always great to be on plan or roughly there, yeah. especially <laughs> if you do something new. <laughs> yeah. Um, to understand uh, the second KPI you mentioned, the average basket, that is a combination of uh, the daily, um, the daily fee and the number of days, and uh, the number of yes. or like the products, so to say. If I went out two tens and yeah. yeah. Um, if you like, we have a pricing system that it gets cheaper per day um, if you rent for a longer period. Yeah. Um, like you can rent from three to twenty-one days, and um, like uh, with five days, it's maybe ten percent, and with uh, ten days, it's like twenty um, percent. I'm not exactly sure, but I think so. And um, with fifteen, then it's like forty percent or something, and. Um, yeah, and this um, price per product um, for this whole rental period, um, and if you have more products, the addition, addition of both prices, um, yeah, this is the average basket. Yeah. Um, and um, yeah. Cool. And do you already look at the asset utilization rate? So um, let's say if you have one tent, how many days a year this is rented out versus how many days it's sits in the warehouse waiting for someone to go on holiday. <laughs> I mean, this is these are the next numbers uh, we look yeah. on, but uh, in, in the beginning, it's just yeah. like, okay, bring enough in stock that you can uh, okay. rent out something. Um, but uh, now uh, we have the cases, okay, um, that a few products are on the limit, and then we have to look, okay, how we can reorder them or like uh, fill, fill off fill the stock again. Um, yeah, but um, this was not the focus in the beginning, and this is the uh, uh, next priority, I would say. Yeah. Um, but um, we did uh, um, a study, um, as I mentioned, like the conference in uh, Maastricht a few weeks ago, and there we have like um, um, a comparison of our product service system with our linear business model. Mm -hmm. uh, and what is more uh, has a like how is a um, CO2 footprint or like other um, planetary boundaries in comparison and um, there we look more in this direction okay what is the average um, use um, of a product in our mm -hmm. rental business and um, yeah how we how often we can use it per year and mm -hmm. um, something like this um, yeah so we start to think in this direction but um, just in the beginning. Okay, and this sounds uh, a bit similar to what you mentioned with the master thesis that you want to be a bit more specific. What can be 
um, metrics beyond financial metrics. Yeah. So this one one is more like to have like the general overview what kind of metrics or KPIs we need, and uh, this uh, comparison of the product service system and linear business was like really concrete question with really yeah. like free products from our pool, and say okay um yeah with special parameters um what is better renting or buying, and um, yeah this was really interesting. So do you already have a connect between? the metrics of the renting business and the overall VD sustainability metrics. Yeah, yeah. I think um, in the strategic process and our strategic goals, we have that connection and this is completely clear that we would like to focus on circular economy and circular business models and um, on our climate reduction path and um, these goals, there's uh, the whole focus on our linear business. Um, But um, yeah, of course, especially if we would like to make uh, advertisement um, internally in our sales meeting, we um, communicate with uh, numbers and uh, studies uh, for circular business models um, that you have a lower um, that you have lower CO2 emissions, you higher revenue in the future. Um, if you don't have that much resources left, and um, also like a a higher value for the brand, um, especially for, for a sustainable brand. Yeah. yeah, yeah, cool. Last question from my side. Um, where's the most fun for you personally in that renting business? Most fun? Yeah. <laughs> oh, um, yeah, I think like really, um, Yeah, fun. I mean, the the nicest thing on my job and the rental business is that uh, I really um, use it by myself so that I have an interest uh, really to scale it up and to say, okay, um, there's a high interest, but it's difficult to find a, um, a system or like a possibility to rent it out and to bring it to more customers. I mean, this is my motivation. It's not fun. Yeah, this is what this is my <laughs> motivation. And if I if I hear from a friend, um, like a close friend, okay, I would like to go for a bike picking uh, trip and I would like to rent something, and he really <laughs> or she really uses it <laughs> how they rent. So this is really really nice. And also talk about it and um, yeah, talk about the experiences what kind of products you rent um how it works uh, what uh, work good and yeah share share experiences i mean this is uh yeah yeah most fun i think yeah. great keyword robert thanks yeah. for sharing your experiences <laughs> <laughs> thank you My name is Patrick Hübscher and this is Circularity FM, the podcast about understanding, building and managing circular business models. In this episode, Robert from Vaudé shared with us how they organize their renting business. What are the things they do internally? What are the things they do externally? Stay tuned for the next episode and don't forget, the most abundant renewable resource is your imagination.